Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFEX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. It's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio representative from the Stewart Group. And today in the hot seat is Tim Ewan, who is a risk manager at Stewart Group from right here in Hastings. Tim, how are you going? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on board. Really appreciate it. My pleasure to have you. And because you're first time at Radio Hawks Bay, we're going to get you to tell us a little bit about your life history. But before you do that... Just remind our listeners what the Stewart Group is all about. It's all about financial advice. It's always about making sure you have a plan before you need a plan, Mm -hmm. and that's what the Stewart Financial Group can do. They can provide advice and risk insurance, which is what I specialise in, also superannuation as well, which is your KiwiSaver, Mm -hmm. and also manage funds. So if people have money and they're not sure how to place it, where to place it, and the benefit of placing it with an advisor that is somebody that they trust and somebody that can provide them with long-term advice for a long-term relationship. Stewart Group have been operating for 35 years providing this advice so they are absolutely wonderful to be a part of I'm glad I've come on board because they're a local company they're owned locally the people are in the business that own it and that's really special to me now you're in that big black basalt building in Karamurodan looks (laughs) looks very upmarket but um, it's it's, anyone can go there can't they absolutely yes sir it doesn't matter where you're from or where you're going we can accommodate Anybody and everybody, there's a free consultation for the first time we catch up just to understand what your goals are and how we can help you because it's about a relationship. We want to form a long-term relationship with our clients that we're there for that generation and possibly the next generation as well. Let's find out a bit about Tim Ewan. Take us back on your journey into life, Tim. Tell us about Tim. Well, my great-great-grandparents came over on the Mayflower in 1740. No, they didn't. Stop it. Stop it, Ken. You're leading me astray. No, actually, it's a bit of Scottish blood. My grandfather came over from Dundee in 1927, and he met my grandmother down in Dunedin. Long story short, ended up in Waipukrao. He had a butcher shop there. And my father met my mother. She was from Gisborne, and so from the East Coast. From She was actually born in Tokomaru Bay. And so I've always had a connection with the East Coast. It feels like a second home to me, as does Dunedin also because of my Scottish ancestry. But born and raised in Waipakurau, went to the Waipakurau Primary School, Central Hooks Bay College. And at a point in my life, I was deciding whether to be a policeman mm-hmm. or a pilot. Something starting with P and wearing a uniform. Yes. As it happened, I met a wonderful young woman and fell in love and also met my first wife at the same time, which was rather awkward. No. <laughs> have you lived in Hawke's Bay all your life? I have, yes, sir. Uh, I, actually, I have. I had to think about that for a while. Born and raised in Waipakurao and also shifted up to Hastings. And while I was waiting to decide whether to be a policeman or a pilot, you went into a banking job because that gave you a couple of years' life experience. Yep. And as it happened, the pilot job didn't fly my way. Oh, my. 
and neither did the police were on. Stuck with banking and basically 35 years in the financial services industry, but stayed in Hawke's Bay. I resisted the urge to go up to Auckland and join the big markets up there in Wellington because I just like the country feel and the country feel of yeah. Hawke's Bay particularly. So is that what it does for you? It's a, it's, a, it's a country feel about Hawke's Bay. And people look out for one another. I'm not saying that up in Tamaki Mokaro that we haven't seen that, yeah. but just in terms of central Hawke's Bay, where I am given the recent events, it's been a real sense of community, as it does um, up in Hastings and Napier as well. Yeah. What did you do to relax, Tim? I love sport. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed playing cricket and a bit of rugby, but I actually knackered my leg playing cricket and had two arthroscopies, two partial lateral meniscectomies, which meant that the cricket career was put on hold. Picked up golf, played that very badly, but still enjoy that occasionally. But I do like watching sport from the comfort of my couch, that's for sure. All sports, anything and everything. Now, from banking to the Stewart Group, uh, what, what drew you to the Stewart Group? Well, I really loved the family ethos and the connection with the community as well, plus also a little bit of Scottish background, ticked the boxes for me. And as it happened, I had just finished a 10-year career with an accounting firm, and this option became available. Had a chat with uh, Nick and Rory at the Stewart Group. Definitely felt a connection with their view of clients, how they look after them, the long-term sustainability of the business as well, plus also very ethically minded and ethically focused in terms of how they manage investments and also just as simply as having solar panels on the roof in terms of doing the right things for the environment, which all these things joined the dots for me and I thought, wow, this is a company I really want to be a part of. And I guess the great thing about uh, what you do at the Stewart Group is you have a holistic approach to clients, don't you? It's not just about you going to see someone say, I want some car insurance or some house insurance. You then say, let's have a look at everything. We do. Help is what we do at the Stewart Mm. Group and often as the world's got more complex, Ken, it's a real minefield, stepping through all the jargon, all the detail, etc., etc. And when you have a trusted advisor that can basically take you by the hand and step you through that, it's so powerful. Mm. Plus, we have regular catch-ups with our clients so they know exactly how things are progressing, which is so important because often in this day and age, people sign up for something and they never hear from anybody. Right, exactly. And uh, that's a good point because, uh, you know, I often have a chat with Nick and uh, the others of your team. And from my point of view, insurance is you sign up, you put it in the bottom drawer and you forget about it. And we had some friends over on a weekend who were uh, sort of wiped out with, uh, with, her, uh, with uh, Cyclone Gabriel. And uh, possibly what they might find is that their all risks content policy is about 100 grand. But what is 100 grand by these days? Exactly. Yeah, so what what should we be doing when we're looking at our policies? The, the key thing is, and I'll just make it absolutely clear, I don't deal in the fire in general right. space, neither does the Stuart Group. We do have referral relationships <clears throat> so that we can pass people on to the right people, the specialist subject matters that can walk them through that as well. But in terms of the space that I deal with, which is the people, yes. and it's about making sure the right money goes to the right person at the right time. And the most important thing is to, one, have a plan. What is your current situation? Mm -hmm. What are your needs? And what are your wants? But also it's a bit about affordability as well. At the moment, I don't drive an Aston Martin Lagonda because I can't afford one. And that's the reality of it. One day I might, perhaps. But it's about getting the balance right between the covers that are important to you as to where you are in the life cycle right now. For example, stereotypically, husband and wife, couple of kids... She might be at home working part-time, and I do apologise, I'm very very stereotypical there. But their needs are different to somebody when they're perhaps at age 60, and the debt's been repaid, the children have grown, etc., etc. So it's making sure, as you travel down life's highway, the adjustments are made, so you're not spending money that you don't need to, and or covering the right risk. I mean, the most important asset that a person has is their ability to earn. And yet New Zealanders, as a general comment, 
have a low take-up on income protection insurance. For example, if you had a machine sitting on that chair, Ken, that was generating $50,000 a year, would you insure it? Possibly would. There's your answer right there. That's right. How should we assess our uh, risk? Should we do it six monthly? Should we do it yearly? Because you know, I'm a perfect example. I remember years and years and years ago taking out an insurance policy, which I, if I had it died within a short time of buying it, it was probably worth, uh, I don't know, let's say, round figures $200,000. I thought, oh, that's good. I never looked at it again for years and years and years and years. My wife just pays the bills, and, uh, and it's now worth about $20,000. So all of a sudden, I'm saying, geez, that's hardly even going to put me in the ground. We want to catch up with our clients at least once a year in the risk space. And also there are obligations under the Financial Markets Authority and the legislation that goes with that to make sure that we are connecting with our clients to make sure that their needs are met. Because Mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than a client perhaps thinking they had a particular cover. It drifts for five years. They make a claim and they're not receiving the money that they originally thought they were going to get. That's just absolutely terrifying. Or alternatively, the other side of the coin is to say, well, actually, I've got a windfall. I've got some money that I've invested with the Stewart Group. I don't need a million dollars worth of life cover or 500,000, whatever the number is. Because it can be overinsured. Correct. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And we're of the belief that any surplus funds that you have, you should be putting to your retirement. Yeah. Because we don't know what the future is going to look like for you and I, but you can guarantee the money that we would get now if we retired is not going to deliver our expectations in terms of retirement when it comes down the track. Yeah, economically speaking, we've had some uh, rough years, what with COVID and now with this uh, with this cyclone. Yes, and I might imagine that uh, a lot of people who are you know sort of living paycheck to paycheck might be thinking, mm, what can we uh, cut out of our spend? Uh, this month or this year, and they might look at insurance and say, well, do I really need life insurance or you know, do I need this much insurance? What would be your advice to them if they said, look, I want to cut some uh, some premiums? Tim, what would you say? Most important thing is to have a thorough head-to-toe review. Have a catch-up. We sit down and crystallize what your goals are for the future, what your asset base is now, and also it's the what-if conversation, Ken. What if I passed away tomorrow? What is my family's expectations? What are their needs? What are their wants? Then we come up with a plan, a documented plan. We present it to the client and we work through exactly what the outcome would be in terms of delivering in terms of insurance payment Mm -hmm. and or what the costs are. And we want to get that balance right because there's no point in somebody having a risk plan if they can't afford it. Because Mm -hmm. then what happens is it either lapses and then when they need it, it's not there or they just cancel it completely. And again, if they need it, it's still not there. Some money is better than no money. Yeah, absolutely. What would be uh, your top three tips for people uh, looking at uh, insurance overall? I would say get in early, definitely. As soon as you get on that employment conveyor belt, have a look at what's called a level premium option with a trusted advisor, which means that you could lock in a certain amount of cover and that premium won't change for the duration of that policy. And you could lock in, for example, to age 70, to age 80, or even to lay age 100. Mm-hmm. And I used to specialise in the agri-space with farming clients, and it's a great form of succession. So, again, without being stereotypical, it might be that the young lad or the young lass is going to take over the family farm. If she can get life insurance locked in at age 20, the premium is so much reduced mm-hmm. than waiting until she's 35 and needing it perhaps to cover the bite of siblings if she was to predecease then. And uh, just before I let you go, because I know you're a busy man, got to get back to work. Um, when, you, when you get home tonight, you put your feet up and you pour yourself that glass of orange juice. What, what makes you reflect and say, wow, what a great day? It's all about helping people. I'm, I'm a genuine helper of people. I love people. People come in all different shapes, sizes, colours, etc., etc. And everyone has a story. And everyone deserves 
to have the respect and an appropriate discussion about their risk planning. We can't assume just because somebody presents themselves in a different way to what you and I are that perhaps they don't have a need for cover Mm. because everyone has a need for cover. And also, it's not just about filling out forms and helping people with the application, but unfortunately, it's part of my job to help and navigate people through the sad times when they need to make a claim. When somebody phones and says, my husband's passed Mm. away, what do I do? All of those sorts of things just... I guess, help me to understand human nature and I just enjoy talking to people and helping them. It's as simple as that. And if we want to get hold of you, Tim, for some help, how do we do that? Just jump on to the website at Stuart Group, www.stuartgroup.co.nz and they'll be able to uh, find the number there on the screen and, and direct it to me or you could phone me on my cell phone and that number is 027 666 or the direct dial at the office is 06650 4335 and that cell number again 027 666 and a disclosure statement is available upon request. <laughs>